Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, Purdue and Ohio State highlighted the weekend in basketball around the conference. Jay Stevens is in to help break down that game and everything he's seen from Ohio State as of late here on Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. Coming up on today's show, Dave Stevens is in to talk about the Ohio State matchup against Purdue that the Buckeyes couldn't quite pull off a big comeback win in. But Ohio State looked plenty good in just getting back in that game, in which it looked out plenty of times in the 40 minutes. We'll talk to Jay about that in just a minute. But first, of course, we got to take you around everything that you may have missed over the weekend here on Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Again, thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen of the weekday, every weekday, Monday through Friday. A quick run through of the scores in case you may have missed anything over the weekend in Big Ten basketball. Michigan played Michigan State, of course, on Saturday. That was the other highlight of the weekend aside from Ohio State and Purdue. Michigan State beat up on the Wolverines, though, the number 10 team in the nation winning 83-67. to Number 24, Illinois, also won 59-56 over Northwestern. Meanwhile, Maryland lost to Indiana at home. Hoosiers winning that matchup 68-55. to Elsewhere, Rutgers and Nebraska, the Scarlet Knights pull out a win, 63-61. Number 16, Ohio State fell just barely to Purdue. We'll talk to Jay about that one in just a moment, 81-78. And number 11, Wisconsin outlasted Minnesota, 66-60 out there in Wisconsin. That's a look at the scores from around the Big Ten or over the weekend. Nothing on the men's calendar for today. A couple of games over on the women's side and a big one out in Michigan. Number seven, Michigan hosting number six, Indiana. That one's going to be a huge, huge college basketball matchup on the women's side that, of course, we'll have more to tell you about tomorrow. And also another ranked matchup in the Big Ten. Number 22, Ohio State faces number 23, Iowa, over in Iowa. That one's over at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. The women's game at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. Any other things that you may have missed over the weekend in the Big Ten? Uh, Jaden Ivey was just today named Big Ten Player of the Week. Also, new top 25 rankings are out. Purdue is number 4. Number 11, Wisconsin is number 11 as of now. Michigan State clocks in at number 13. Ohio State at 16. And then Illinois is at number 18. Also, it's that time of year, so we're going to update you a little bit on what Joe Lenardi's been up to with his bracketology, of course. He's at the point where it seems like I think he is now getting into tweeting every single night at least what the situation is with his bracket. He has, as of right now, seven Big Ten teams in the tourney. It's Purdue a one seed, three seeds Michigan State and Wisconsin. Illinois is what would be, he, he releases his top 16. He had Illinois as one of the next two teams out of being a four seed and nobody in the Big Ten in his bubble picture. So all those seven teams pretty safely in and nobody else in the Big Ten really knocking on the door, at least not right now. And finally, we couldn't get out of the first segment of the week and our recap of the weekend without talking about the big matchup on the mats in the Big Ten. Number one, Penn State faced off against number two, Iowa, and Penn State picked up the win 19-13 in Iowa to retain that crown as best in the country. Everyone already knows Big Ten best in the nation when it comes to this wrestling stuff and Penn State living up to its name as number one. We'll be back with 
Jay Stevens is locked on Buckeyes to talk about Ohio State's loss over the weekend to Purdue. It was looking like it would be a blowout for a while, but instead, Ohio State's thrown back, and we'll talk to Jay about the positives, the negatives, all of it, right here on Locked On Big Ten. Hey, Big Ten fans, this is Nate Dickinson with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back on every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE for $0.25 off per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back don't pay the full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the free app and use promo code score for an additional 50 cents per gallon on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back or a year in cash back check that and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account you can cash out anytime in your bank account paypal an e-gift card for amazon or other brands too just download the free get upside app and use promo code score to get up to 50 cents off per gallon more or more on your cash or on your cash back on your first tank that's code score at get upside you're listening to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. As we continue along on our Monday show, Monday co-host Jay Stevens is in after his Ohio State Buckeyes played the marquee matchup of the weekend in the Big Ten, and Jay was there up in West Lafayette, Indiana, to see the Purdue Boilermakers take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ended up being really, really close at the end, Jay, and I want to get to that, but I said I want to start off with the negatives first, just because the negatives happened first. Ohio State went down big in this game early and it wasn't just that they were down we mentioned we were both watching the game you were there of course but it was that Purdue was the better basketball team for a big majority of these 40 minutes of basketball that were played I have my notes as to why that was early on but what do you put that blame on whether it be just the the size discrepancy there was some foul trouble early for Ohio State that they had to deal with too what did Purdue do so well against the Buckeyes early and then we'll get to how the Buckeyes fought back in a moment I mean, Ohio, I mean, Purdue can attack you in so many ways. I mean, you look at, you look at the, just the beginning of the game, they're now going to start lineups, and Jay Ivey is not starting. You're thinking, what's going on? Is he injured? Post-game, you realize it's more limited practice time after coming back, coming back from an injury, and Matt Panos like, it just happened organically. Like, if, it, if this is what has organically happened, I'm going to roll with what's there, and that's kind of what happened there for them. But even with him not in the starting lineup, it didn't really hinder them like I expected it to. Um, you have Eric Conner. I mean, Mason Gillis played phenomenal against EJ Liddell throughout the entire game. Travion Williams, who I have a big believer in, didn't start in this game, which I thought that was a weird chess match move that Matt Panner could have started both Williams and Edie, and that would have been a problem for Ohio State because Ohio State has no bot, no big man, none whatsoever to combat either Edie or Williams. And if they're both on the court at the same time, that's a nightmare for the opposing coach. But Purdue just has so many weapons. And honestly, the biggest problem, I think, in the first half, Purdue's length on defense gave Ohio State fits. Um, you have uh, Sasha Stefanovic, you have Eric Hunter. Um, I'm going to butcher, butcher people, uh, Isaiah Thompson. You, you have all these guys that are long, lengthy athletes. In Ohio State, when they don't have a guard that can create for himself or can't create for others, this really a downfall. Yeah, they have Liddell. Yeah, they have Branham. 
But Michi Johnson cannot create consistently for anybody, occasionally, but not consistently. Jamari Wheeler is more of a conductor. He is not the break you down off the dribble and create for others type of point guard. Ohio State has not had that. That's one of my knocks on Chris Holtman's recruiting, that he still does not have a guard that can create. And what do you have? A game against Purdue, one of the better teams in the country, that is once again proving and showing why they're one of the better teams in the country. Yeah, I want to go back to the point you made about that size that Purdue has, because Zach Eady, when he was in that game early, was just looking dominant. Again, it wasn't always working for Purdue. Ohio State, I thought, actually did a pretty decent job of being preventative and letting him get that ball at times. And you could see there was a concerted effort on both sides. Purdue was like, hey, we're going to get Zach Eady the ball and run this through him. And then you saw Ohio State right away was every time that Zach Eady touches the ball, we're going to put a second guy on him, make him uncomfortable. I think they do that pretty well. But at the same time, whenever Edie did get his hands on the ball down low, you was obvious. You just looked at it and it's like, that's too easy. Even if they didn't get the bucket, it's like, that's too easy of looks downstairs. We There are good teams that don't have the big size in college basketball. Wisconsin doesn't have a huge guy out there. Uh, Michigan State doesn't have any sort of dominant big. But each one approaches how to face off against the bigs differently. And the Big Ten obviously has a whole bunch of them to deal with. How do you feel about how Ohio State has handled, not just against Purdue, but again, referencing to the size that it just doesn't have in defending against it? Kind of as well as they can. I mean, you're starting prefer most of the time starting 6'8", 250 Zed Key, which it still, it still baffles me that he's still not a, like, he's not a big man. Like, he is big in mass and weight, but he's not a big man that can compete with a Zach Eady or even a Travion Williams or a Kofi Coburn or Hunter Dickinson or even last year, uh, Luca Garza. He can't compete with those guys. Now, those guys are really good athletes, but when you're a big man at Ohio State, you have to compete with all these guys to win either the Big Ten regular season crown or the conference title. Ohio State doesn't have that. They have a 6'6 and E.J. Liddell. But he's not your big, big guy. He can he can defend with these guys. You have Kyle Young off the bench, what, 6'8", 225. And then you have um, Joey Brunk, who's, what, 6'10", 6'11", maybe 250. But he does, he's not the big man. He has a height, has a weight, but he's not the big man that you need in those moments. So Ohio State has is really behind the eight ball because I started covering the team last year, and it was still an Achilles heel for them last year. It is this year, probably will be next year. Recruiting will help that. Transfer portal may be able to fix that temporarily. But even against Zach Eady, I mean, there's no answer. I was, in the, I was at the game, like I mentioned, and I got a text at one point during the game, and they're like, how big is he? And I was like, 7'4", 295. The next words that came, came on my phone were, OMG. I mean, he's just massive. Like, they don't make those just out of anywhere. And Ohio State did a decent job. I went through all that on purpose to say, you have to know what Ohio State has to realize they don't have anything to combat what Zach Eady is on the court. Uh, it was a luxury that earlier in the game that he missed a few free throws and post-game Matt Painter talked about literally mechanically why Zach Eady misses and struggles sometimes with free throw shooting. Um, but no, Ohio State has no answer for that. Um, most teams in the Big Ten, actually in the country, don't have an answer for that. Let Purdue get on the roll going into the uh, NCAA tournament. They, can, they might be able to go on a deep run simply because Zach Eady is a mammoth of a human being. Yeah, that's a good point to make. There's a difference between stopping the college big man and stopping Zach Eady. A little bit of a discrepancy. <laughs> 
between those two as far as the size goes. And you, you said it before, too. Purdue can just beat you any way they want. They have their game. They have their way they want to play. But it was like six and a half minutes in the first half. Zach Eady picked up his second foul. And I was like, oh, OK, Ohio State can maybe put things together here and make it close. I think Boilermakers even extended their lead by halftime uh, in that matchup after he went out. But let's get back now to the good side of things for the Buckeyes. Mm -hmm. A comeback that seemed to happen in an instant as I was watching it on TV, Jay, this team stormed back out of nowhere and flipped the script in the second half on this Purdue team. I mean, again, it was just a few minutes. It was far majority of the 40 minutes that Purdue was the better team. I mean, Ohio State just showed that kind of resiliency that you can never count any, you can never count any team out in the Big Ten with what was it that they exploited there? Because, I mean, it was a whole lot of just making shots, but at the same time, Purdue looked a little bit confused there at that run was happening. You know, as part of it is on the defensive end and a couple things Chris Holman went to on the bench that I think were big in this moment. So on defense, Ohio State mixed in a little man, a little zone. And you may be thinking, Jay, breaking a zone is elementary. Hit him at the high post, at the free throw line, flash either the guy at the block to the top or get, some, get a cutter from the wing coming into the middle. Um, it's easy to break a zone. It's actually not as easy as you think it is to break a zone because if it was easy to break a zone, Syracuse and Jim Hay Bayheim would not be running the zone for years, for decades up there in the northeast of the country. So if it was that easy, it would not be, it would be stopped really, really quickly. So they mix in a little man, a little zone. Chris Holman did a phenomenal job of um, using the minor details to magnify some issues that Purdue had on offense. And then on when Ohio State had the ball, Chris Holtman went to a couple guys that I think were players that you expect to get some contribution from, from some games, but you're just not sure if Chris Holtman's going to use them during crucial moments. Eugene Brown and Cedric Russell, two guys off the bench. Uh, Russell had nine points, and then Eugene Brown had nine points of his own. Eugene Brown hit a couple threes um, in the second half that were big, that were timely. And then Cedric Russell was a guy that I think I think Cedric Russell needs to get into the starting lineup at some point. I don't like the Michi Johnson, Jamari Wheeler backcourt that we saw on Sunday um, or yesterday. I, I, I'm not really the biggest Michi Johnson starter type of guy. I think he's better all, all coming off the bench. I do think you got to find a way to get Justin Arns off of the court and then get Cedric Russell in because they need some type of offense consistently. I think said Russell can bring that. Saw a little bit of that in the second half. But then Chris Holtman went away from Cedric Russell, and I want to say he brought in, was it Kyle Younger? He brought in one of the older veteran players in the latter part of the second half, which led to Kyle Young getting a steal um, under the, the final minute, getting that ball to Liddell at the top of the three-point line. And I believe that was the that was a tying three-point shot that Liddell made. It was a lot of defense, but it was also well-timed, just being aware of what's going on on the court and being ready for the moment. Um, I'm still amazed that Ohio State fought back in the way that they did. I, I literally thought in the first half, Ohio State would lose by 25 points. Even though at, the, at that time in the first half, it was close. Like most of the first half was close and Purdue started to break away. Ohio State just didn't have the guy, didn't have the dudes, I thought, to be, keep this thing close. I was wrong, dead wrong. They fought back, and I'm really encouraged by what I saw from Ohio State. Even though it's a loss, I'm encouraged that this team – doesn't doesn't stop fighting and i love to see it built bar is the place to go for all of your protein needs it's new year which means it's time for resolutions and if yours involves any sort of health thing you need to check out built bar because they've got all the healthy nutrients you need protein 
no carbs, no sugars, and 100% dark chocolate in every single bar. Head on over to Built.com and use our promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15, Built.com, to get 15% off your first order. Try out their protein bars, the little powders you can put into the water bottles. They've got the jello kind of energy shot things to get you through your day or through your workout. It's Built.com and our promo code LOCKED15, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar at Built.com. It's been a theme. I said it with Michigan State last week after their loss to so be it Purdue actually in a <laughs> battle of a game now yeah. Ohio State too I mean you can just see everybody has that kind of fight to get back into a matchup and Ohio State obviously no different as they again fall to Purdue but as you said there were about five different times that not just in the first half it was like less than five minutes left there was that missed free throw Purdue got the offensive board kicked out and got a three to go up double digits that was like mm-hmm. oh, okay dagger game over mm-hmm. Ohio mm-hmm. State had a nice little run there but and it just ended up being it's, anyone can win any game in the Big Ten. That's just the way it is. Uh, Jay, going forward for this team, uh, Buckeyes ranked 16th last week. I mean, it may be out by the time we actually get this show posted. Uh, do you see any big shakeups in the top 25 rankings before we let you go? And also, uh, Joe Lenardi is getting active too. So let's start talking a little bit about tournament stuff and where you see the Buckeyes falling into the field of 68. I do think it's so weird to say 68. I know we've had 68 for a while. I'm still <laughs> in my brain as a kid, the field of 64, but um, well, you better respect it. You're close enough. They might send you to Dayton. <laughs> you're right. you're close you're right. <laughs> I do think though, Ohio state, I think they'll stay in the top 25. Um, it may, I think they, they'll probably fall outside of the top 20, but with the way that college basketball has gone, would I be shocked with their 19 in the country after after a law, close loss to Purdue? Not not really. I mean, Purdue's good, really, really good. Um, but I do think when it comes to part, of this is going to be selfish. But when it comes to the NCAA tournament, my hope—I don't care where they're seated, honestly—my hope is that they're in Indianapolis, so I can at least try to cover one of the games in Indianapolis there with them. Um, but one of my fears for this team first four in Dayton, or if they're just regular first round attendees, they don't make it out of the first round of the first weekend of the tournament, which has literally been the Achilles heel of Chris Holman since he's been in Columbus. Really good coach. He'll get you 20, he'll get you 20 wins. You'll compete for a conference um, tournament championship. But for some reason, getting out of the first weekend, last year was the first round, losing to Oral Roberts. But getting out of the first weekend of the tournament has been a problem. And my fear with this team is that I, we know how talented they are. We know what they can do, but I still in the back of my head have that fear and have that thought that Ohio State might not get out of the first round of the NCAA tournament. No, excuse me, first weekend of the NCAA tournament once again this year. Um, I don't like, I'm not going to call for his job. Um, I don't think Chris Holbert's job is on the line because Ohio State's not a basketball school. However, something's got to give, something has to change. Um, lose, doing it last year, yeah, that was not good at all. But if it happens again, I don't think – I mean, last year was just, just weird. Really, really weird, the Oral Roberts game. But if it happens again this year, say a first-round exit once again, I mean, him and Gene Smith are going to have to have some heart-to-heart talks like, hey, bro, you're a good coach. You're good in the regular season. What's going on in the postseason? Because this is not what we're here for. And so that's only my personal fear. Um, where they're seated to me doesn't really matter. I, you know, I, I don't get caught up in all that stuff. I care about what's going on on the court. They can beat almost anybody in the country, but almost anybody in the country can beat Ohio State. If if Ohio State is 
having some mental flops. They, they come a long way throughout the season, but that's just my fear at the back of my head. Chris Holtman's Achilles heel. I'm nervous about it because I don't want to come on that Monday after the first weekend of the tournament and have to come on Locked on Buckeyes and say, guys, once again, we're having the same story once again, year five, and we're on the outside of the, t- of the tournament, not inside the tournament, going into weekend number two. Everyone wants to say we need to make it out of that first weekend, but it's hard once you realize that only 16 teams in the entire country actually do make it out of that first weekend. Ohio State, of course, is going to try to be one of them. We almost made it through the entire interview without bringing up that last time that Ohio State played at Mackey <laughs> Arena. But it, it was, uh, unfortunately, it have been a couple of tough losses for the Buckeyes to take at that place the last two times they've been there. Who knows? Maybe there's revenge around the corner. But again, uh, Ohio State obviously has bigger aspirations than just that one game. I, I think if you're a Buckeye fan, you want to like, like maybe top four seeds to goal, just because again, then yes, you kind yes. of get that advantage of what you talked about being wherever it ends up being uh, in that region where you ha- have a little bit better chance of being closer to home. So it was a great game on Sunday. That's why I wanted to spend the whole time here just talking to you about it. Jay, I appreciate you for giving us your insight from what you saw live inside Mackey Arena. And of course, we'll be back with you next week talking more Ohio State and everything else that happens in the Big Ten. But today, after the biggest game in the Big Ten was the Buckeyes game, I had to just chat with you about that one. Thanks again for coming on. As always, Jay, before we let you go, remind the people what you're up to, why you're here, promote your stuff. It's just fun, man. It's always fun. You guys can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. Remember to check out Locked on Buckeyes um, every Monday through Friday. We want to do a little Senior Bowl stuff at the end of the week, at the beginning of the week. Where I'm going to unveil my projections for the 2022 depth chart. Today on Monday will be the offense. Tomorrow on Tuesday will be the defense with a little tweaking of the defense. Um, I'll have to work with what new Ohio State defensive coordinator Jim Knowles will possibly do on the defensive side of the ball. Also, the Jay Stevens podcast um, every Monday of Occasional sprinkled in bonus episode. Last week, we had Trey Dimps from the Big Ten Network come on, talk about his playing career, um, the time that he scored a game winner on LeBron James, and uh, just some personal stories that he provided um, from his dad being a professional athlete and just his journey along the way. So you will definitely want to check that out. Um, just a couple of podcasts. I love talking to a microphone. I love sports, and I love I love everything about this, man. I love I, I love it. Go check out Jay on Locked on Buckeyes, of course, as he ran down a whole big lineup of stuff for you to go over and listen to there. It will be, again, having Jay on next week on Locked on Big Ten to talk about everything that goes on in the conference from now until then over next weekend. Until that time, Jay, again, thanks for coming on, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.